Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week's episode we have Lauren, Lachlan, Camille and Justin. What's causing the rise of myopia in countries across the world? How are eyes being damaged and what can we do about it to fix it? Is it a problem caused by technology, maybe reading too much or studying too hard? We find out exactly what's going on with our eyes and ways we can fix it. And now we launch into our Launchpad News segment. So I'm going to hit you with some truth bombs here. And you may have noticed that people around you are squinting, squirming. I can't really actually read what's in front of them. Squirming? And if if you're in Asia, like Australia is on the edge of, you'll find that it's actually very, very uncommon to not have glasses. In fact, most people have glasses, especially people who are young and your age. In fact, 90% of teenagers in the Chinese population are myopic, which means they're short-sighted. And in Seoul, it's 97% of 19-year-old men are short-sighted. Crazy. Does that make me special? Because I'm not short-sighted. Well, I'm, and neither am I, but most of my friends actually, in fact, do have glasses. And it's a really odd thing, if you're someone who doesn't have glasses, to feel like, well, this is just weird, man. What's up with everybody's eyes? What's, what's, what's wrong with them? What have they done wrong? Thanks, Justin. To, like, that has ruined their eyes. Is it something... Because they spend too much time on their mobile phones playing Flappy Bird or... <laughs> That is not relevant anymore. That has been deleted off the app store, Justin. Stop. Stop bringing back old things. Coming at you from 2013, guys. That wasn't even out in 2013. Yes, it was. That was a 2013 game. But enough about flying. Fine, fine. Eyesight, am I right? Staring at their phones playing Temple Run. That's even less relevant. That's true, it's had enough time to be made into a movie. Or playing Farmville. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just keep going back until there's no more computers. So they're playing Snake. They were playing Snake. Is that what you're saying on their phone? Snake is older than most of you. Exactly. Exactly, so that's what's ruining eyesight. Anyway, so is that what's ruining eyesight? Is it playing your games on your phone? Oh, I hope not. So, no, it's actually, it's really fascinating because... The really simple explanation to all of the woes befalling kids today is technology, right? Like, it's going to be technology's fault. It's TV that's ruining people's eyes. It's computer games that are ruining people's eyes. It's mobile phones, smartphones that are ruining people's eyes. But the reality of of this is, is that when people have actually sat down and done scientific studies on it, it's not really have anything to do with those factors. In fact, several studies in 2000 um, have actually gone into detail on, you know, what was actually causing all this rapid increase in myopia. And they looked at everything from books read per week or hours spent reading on a computer or looking at a phone, and none of them really correlated at all with increasing myopia. When they did controlled studies on it, they found it really didn't have any impact on it. So then, why necessarily is it in Asia um, that you're getting this increase in short-sightedness? Yeah, and it's actually really quite alarming when you look at the statistics for Asia, because from from 1930, 1950 onwards, when we have statistics on this eyesight um, in 20-year-olds, it's actually gone from being around the 
15 to 25% level up to at least 80 if not 90% in 50 years. And that 50 years correlates with a, a period of rapid industrialization in many of these countries as well. So there's, an, there's a lot of factors in play. But when you just look at that stat alone, it, it raises a lot of questions. And the simple answers of blaming technology or studying or reading so many books don't actually have any scientific weight to them. A study done in 2007, though, kind of accidentally stumbled upon a hint or a clue towards what might actually be going on. And so um, a study done by the Ohio State University College of Optometry in Columbus, they looked at about 589-year-olds in California and they saw how they started out with healthy vision. And sort of as an afterthought, they looked at how much time they spent outside as one of the other criteria they were measuring. Well, doing sports and outdoorsy stuff, as they say in the interview, which makes sense because um, exercise is linked to positive health benefits and stuff like that. So maybe a lack of outdoor activity could be linked to um, degeneration of the eyes. Yeah, and so what they actually found is that, you know, in general, uh, one in five of the children that they were monitoring developed myopia. So that's a much lower rate than um, the Asian statistics. However they did find the only really correlating environmental factor in these kids was the time spent outdoors. And that wasn't really the thing they were meaning to look at. They just sort of found it as an accident. And no one really really understood why, but it raised a lot of questions that have slowly been investigated and analysed over time. The problem is that you need to have a long-term study for this. So, you know, this study was done in 2007 and we've been waiting for more studies to really explore this in detail. And, you know, this initial finding was backed up by a study over more, more than 4,000 children in Sydney, in Australia, primary and secondary school, for about three years. And they found in, Sydney's, in the Sydney trial from 2008 was that children who spent less time outside were at a greater risk of developing myopia. And that's really okay. So that, that sort of says there's a correlation between time spent outside and, times, no, and risk of developing myopia. But that doesn't really explain why. Like, what caused it? It's just noting there's a correlation. And so, of course, the next question scientists will often ask are, if there is a relationship or an association here, what are the mechanisms behind it? What extra questions can I ask? What is it about being outside that actually does cause this um, protection of eye degeneration. Yeah, and so what they found is that, well, maybe it's the activity, right? So maybe it's because the kids are more active and for some reason that hand-eye coordination improves their eyes' coping abilities and, you know, makes them healthier young kids so they fight better and their eyes are okay. But when they looked at that, found when they found kids who did indoor sport to the same level as outdoor sport, turns out there was no beneficial impact from the indoor sport for the kids. It's from a couple of other tests like that, they could start ruling out potential causes. Um, so kids who um, played a lot of sport but also played a lot of video games and watched a lot of television, they were still protected against it. That's right. So then they started looking at other activities. So maybe not sport, but like going on a picnic or simply just reading on a beach. And basically what they got to is that, yeah, look, if they spend um, more time outside, they were starting to just note it was the outside factor rather than a particular activity that they were engaged in. So it sort of ruled out the activity hypothesis, so to speak. 
And so what they found is that, you know, as long as people were doing activities outside, they were starting to become more um, insulated from developing myopia, which is really quite interesting, but it doesn't explain why. But it does suggest that there was a protection that they were getting from being exposed to outdoors, and by proxy the idea was they were exposed to more light. And they did a similar experiment with um, some little chicks by um, fitting them with goggles that altered the resolution and contrast of the images that were incoming, and that it wasn't it was possible to induce the development of myopia um, whilst they raised the chicks in these certain light conditions. So, right. so they actually really gave these chicks um, really specific light conditions, customised for for a really yeah. controlled trial. Yeah. So they try and induce myopia in these um, chicks. And so what they found was that the light was in fact protecting, um, so protecting the chips. So the ones that were kept in like good light conditions um, developed it less than the ones kept in um, low light conditions. So this experimental evidence again that light specifically was protecting them against short sightedness. Yeah. And that study was done in 2009 at the University of Tübingen's Institute of Ophthalmology Research in Germany. So that, that sort of makes a lot of sense. And it's sort of a lot of different experiments have been done in Germany and Australia to sort of gather about what's actually happening here. as to why they think that light actually protects you against um, retinal degeneration. Um, and this is because of retinal dopamine. So retinal dopamine um, is a biotransmitter um, that's normally produced a lot during the day. And it tells the eye when to go from, from like nighttime vision using rods to um, daytime vision using, using cones. cones. Yeah, exactly. Um, so researchers think that under dim conditions... The eye doesn't really know whether it's light or dark, and so... It doesn't know which mode to put yourself in. No, and so you get um, a confusing mixture of, um, like, biological transmitters, and this can give, um, have weird impacts on the growth and development of the eye. Recently, some work being done out of the Australian National University in Canberra has actually put a number on that, that what is the protection level for humans. They've come out and said that, look, about three hours spent a day under light levels of about 10,000 lux um, is enough to protect against myopia. So this is about the, the level of light experienced by someone under a shady tree wearing sunglasses on a bright summer day. So an overcast day can have less than 10,000 lux, and a well-lit office or his classroom is generally only about 500 lux. That's well below. It's well below. Uh, so three or more hours a day outside in some decent sunlight is great for an Australian when, you know, we have lots of sun. We are the sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains. That's not so great for United States, Northern Europe, 
East Asia, where exposure to light is a lot more difficult, and you can't actually take advantage of that natural luxury that we have in Australia. So what Ian Morgan from the Australian National University in Canberra actually did is he did an intervention study. So he took um, some children, or he didn't take the children, um, <laughs> he launched a three-year trial um, at the, the Zhongshan Ophthalmic Centre. Um, they launched a trial in which they added a 40-minute like outdoor class for groups of six and seven-year-olds. Um, so then they took those children who actually went outside and compared them to the children who, compared, who went to class but didn't have those outdoor classes. And what they found is that 30% of the children who had more outside time um, had short-sightedness compared to 40% of the ones that did not have that extra time. So there was a 10% protection rate if you actually did go outside. Yeah, and they found that in a similar type of approach in Southern Taiwan where teachers were asked to send the children outside for 80 minutes, for all 80 minutes of their daily break, instead of giving them the choice of going outside or staying inside. Right? And they found that that actually had an improvement. So only 8% of the kids there were diagnosed with myopia at the end of the time, as opposed to 18% for the rest of the schools in the region, which actually shows a lot of benefit. Just making kids just go outside. Don't care what you do, just, just be, be outside. outside. Can even have a lot of help. So the, the big ultimate question is though, what can you do? So even though going outside is a great solution, it's not necessarily a guarantee. Like we spoke about before, an overcast day may have less than the required good amount of 10,000 lux. And staying inside isn't really a solution. So what can we do? And one of the ideas is that you actually develop lighting that produces more lux. Yes, it's a bit less energy efficient, but what it does for you is actually helps your eyes more. Um, and this um, research hasn't actually been carried out yet, but they are going to pro um, expand this research, not just in going outside, but to having these artificial light sources to see if that does the trick more. Yeah, that's right. And you could basically um, develop what that would be effectively light box to help treat people who might be at risk of developing myopia. Because, of course, not everyone can have access to enough sunlight. It's just not always possible. That's right, especially in a place where there's no sun for so, so many months of the year in Northern Europe. Um, another challenge that other people have gone is to take a more of a, a drug-based approach to say, is there any way of like an eye droplet or something that we can do to improve the, the eye so that it's giving it the strength it needs even though it's getting less lux, which is another approach. I mean, eye drops and light boxes are great, and ultimately sending the kids outside is also a really easy control. I mean, if you have the ability to do that, it can still have a lot of benefit. Now, it doesn't make them all have to play sport, but getting them outside uh, and having them just to read a book can actually help improve people's eyesights. So it's not just technology that's to blame for kids today and their poor eyesight. It's actually a combination of a lot of different factors. But there is things we can do to make sure we don't have generation of children who have this very challenging at times um, eye degeneration. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. This week we found out about how low light levels are causing the rise of myopia across the world and how we can improve that through more time outside or specially designed light boxes. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.